This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Well, I am thoroughly enjoying this series on the ten markers of a healthy missional church. I hope that you are too. You might remember we started with marker number one, the centrality of the Word of God. Uh, Then last week uh, was marker number two, a life-transforming walk with Jesus. And this week we're looking at marker number three. Uh, This morning I want to talk about, well, I want to talk to you about something. Don't worry. I promise to try not to make you, or try not to, for you not to be uncomfortable, or make you squirm in your seat, or make you feel guilty. But this morning, we're going to talk about the E word. Oh yeah, the E word. We're going to talk about the word that, that we all recognize as a part of a vital walk with Jesus. It's a part of, of what he's called us to do and to represent him in the world. And yet it's a word that makes us feel so uncomfortable. This morning, I want to talk about evangelism. Can we say that together? Evangelism. You know, just saying it kind of addresses the the elephant in the room, right? Let's say it again. Evangelism. You know, evangelism is in the, the Christian life kind of what it was like at the dinner table for me as a child, like eating my vegetables. My mom used to tell me how good it was for me and, and how important it was for me and, and how it would make me healthy and strong and vital. And I can remember being a child thinking to myself, if vegetables are so good, then mom, why are you working so hard to make me eat them? Okay? Have you ever thought that way about evangelism? If this is something that God wants us to do, if it's so important, if it's a part of, of what Jesus has commissioned us to do as his followers, then why, why can it be so difficult? Why does it make us feel so uncomfortable? Why just mentioning the word do some of us start to think about, oh gosh, I know I don't do a very good job of it, or I know I blew that opportunity last week at work or at school, and we begin to think of all the things about it that are uncomfortable. Have any of you ever had that experience? Anybody, or, or, or am I just alone? Okay, I I think we can all relate to that. So here's the thing. Not everyone has the gift of evangelism. Can I say that to you? Again? This is going to let some of you off the hook. 
Not everyone has the gift of evangelism. Now, when we think of the gift of evangelism, we think of what? Billy Graham. Louis Palau. We think of uh, D.L. Moody. Uh, we think of, gee, the Apostle Paul or, or maybe Timothy or, or how about Peter, right? And what we do is we, we look at, at these people who are obviously gifted with a gift of evangelism. And then we try to compare ourselves to them. And we say, oh my goodness, well, I'm not Billy Graham. I'm not Louis Palau. I, I, I'm not the Apostle Paul. I'm not Timothy. I'm not Peter. I'm not any of those people that have this great gift. And you know what? It's okay. It's all right. Because not everyone has the gift of evangelism. But everyone is called to live an evangelistic lifestyle. Okay? Not everybody has the gift of evangelism, but everyone is called to live an evangelistic lifestyle. Here's the good news. God wants to take you just as you are. He wants to use your gifts, your abilities. He wants you with your temperament and your predisposition in your place in the world. And He wants you to be His representative. And He wants you to live your life in such a way that it bears witness to the reality that Jesus Christ is Lord. Sound simple? What I want to do today is, is to help, if you will, erase the negative stereotypes. Now, I know some of us have an aversion to evangelism because we think that the only means of evangelism is what we saw in our video today, uh, where Mary is stopping people, saying, hey, do you want to hear about Jesus? No, I'm not interested, right? Or someone says, yes, I am interested. So that's a, a style or a method of evangelism, Okay. But it isn't the only style or method. And the problem is that we have this stereotype that if you're going to live an evangelistic lifestyle, that that's how you do it. The good news is, and and I hope today you'll leave here um, with a better sense of, of how you can just live your life in the world for Jesus and make a difference and be his witness. Does that sound good? Does it sound good? Good. All right. That's the wake-up test. Now... Here at Community Covenant Church, we want to be a healthy missional church. Healthy meaning what? Pursuing Christ. Missional meaning pursuing Christ's priorities in the world. And so we're called individually and corporately as the body of Christ here at Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, in the Anchorage Bowl, in the state of Alaska, to be missional. That is to pursue his priorities in our world. Now, just a little background. Missional means pursuing Christ's priorities in the world. Now, the word missional comes from the Latin word missio, okay? Uh, that's the root of the word missional. And that word means literally an outward impulse or to be sent. Now, when we think about being sent, we're reminded that it's who? God, who sends us. 
And when we think of God sending us, we think that God sending is an, ex- is an essential expression of his, of his character and of his nature. Uh, there are some that call this the, the sentness of God. And we see the sentness all through scripture. In Genesis chapter one, what does, what does God do? He sends his word and speaks creation into existence. Then in, in chapter two, when, when he takes humanity, he takes Adam and he creates him from the dust of the earth, right? What does he do? He sends his breath to give him life. Then of course you're all familiar with, with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that what does he do? He sends his son into the world. And in doing so, he's sending himself into the life of people. He extends himself. It's literally God in search of relationship with humankind. And of course, in, in Luke 19.10, Jesus says what? I've come to seek, right? To seek and to save those who are lost or those who are missing from God's family. And then Jesus, in John 16, 7, He tells the disciples that He's going to be leaving, but He's going to do what? Send. Send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the One who will empower them to live the life that He's calling them to live and to be His witnesses in all the world. And then finally, Jesus sends who? His disciples. In John 17, 18, we, Jesus in His high priestly prayer as He's praying for His disciples, He says, Father, even as You sent Me into the world, so I am going to do what? I am sending them. Do you see that? Do you see that being sent and sending is an essential aspect of, of who God created us to be in the new life that we have in Christ Jesus. So here's the question. Here's the challenge for the church, for you and for me, as we talk about, quote, being missional or intentional about being His witness in the world. And the question is this. Are we going to be sent ones or kept ones? Are we going to be sent ones or kept ones? Are we going to respond to Jesus' commission under His authority to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that He has taught us, right? Remembering that He is with us even until the end of the age, until the time in which He returns. Okay? Are we going to do that? Are we going to believe that He has all authority? That as Jesus was, was speaking these words to His disciples, these were His last words. This was the locker room talk before the game. This is preparing His disciples for everything that He had taught them to be about and to do, all that He had modeled for them. 
And now he's reminding them, here it is. The baton is passed. Now is your time. And, and this isn't Jesus who, who experienced the humiliation of the cross. This is the risen Lord who is exalted, who has all authority. This is the one who demonstrates that He is God. And He's calling us uh, not to, to go out and to convert people, although that's, that's a part of what it means to be a witness, that our lives might draw and lead people to a relationship with Jesus. But, but it's more than that. That we would be a part of, of His work and helping people grow to fullness of what it means to be a Christ follower. That's what it means to, to make a disciple. To teach them to obey all that, that He taught His disciples and that we have been taught as His followers. And so it's a, it's an ongoing work. Uh, evangelism uh, isn't a, a, a one-time event. Oftentimes we, you know, we'll go to the Lewis Palau uh, event and, and there'll be music and, and, and Lewis gets up and he gives a great message and he calls people to belief in Christ and people come forward and we say, isn't that great? And we think that's evangelism. That's what it is. And we think it's an event. Well, you know what? That's an aspect in, in a process that takes place. And of course, the, the next step is to take those who respond and to do what? To help them grow to maturity in their faith in Christ Jesus. That's making a disciple. And so, when we talk about pursuing Christ and pursuing His priorities in the world, we're, we're talking about more than a one-time event in which people are called to faith. We're called to be a part of God's work and growing people in Christ to maturity. So are we going to be sent ones? Remembering that as we go, He goes with us. By the way, you want a little bit of a, a connection here? This is the very end of Matthew, correct? Go back to the very beginning of Matthew when Joseph is being told that Mary is with child and he's told that, that the child is going to have a name and the name will be what? Jesus, which is Emmanuel, God who? With us. So the very beginning of Matthew's gospel, it announces that God is coming into the world to be with us. And the very end of Matthew's gospel, here's Jesus sending, right, His disciples into the world. And the very last thing He reminds them of is what? I am the God who is with you even until the end of the age. Isn't that a great connection? Kind of one of those things that kind of gives you chills. That doesn't happen by accident. It's good stuff. So are we going to be sent ones or are we going to be kept ones? Now, what's a kept one? A kept one is a person who comes to church. Um, I come to faith in Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? And uh, I trust Jesus for all that I need and want in my life. And I come to church. And, and when I come to church, I'm looking for the things that, that are good for me. And, and you know what? It's so good I never want to leave the church. In fact, 
I just want to go from one good thing to the next good thing. And you know what? The pastors of the church and the, the great staff and the volunteers in the church, they create a place from which I come and it's so great that I just never want to leave. And I compartmentalize my Christian faith into what happens for an hour or two on Sunday morning or in the, an hour during the week at a Bible study. And the rest of the time, you know, I'm out just living in the world with no sense of call or purpose. That's a kept one. Um, a sent one in their life, in word and deed, communicates, represents the gospel, a witness to Jesus Christ. A kept one consumes religious goods and services, all the benefits that the church might offer for their individual taste and and for the priority of their own life. Do you see the difference? And so I believe that what we're looking at here and what Jesus is calling us to as His church, as His followers, are to be sent ones, not kept ones. Because to be sent is a basic impulse of who we are in Jesus. I love this quote from Ed Setzer. Bring that quote up. Here we go. There it is. Are you ready? With one command, Jesus announced 2,000 years ago, or announced 2,000 years of direction for the church, still in effect for the church today, even your church. He proclaimed that we are sent. The church is, and you are individually, God's missionary to the world. Your church is God's instrument to reach the world, and it includes reaching your community. We are sent on a mission by God. We are to be a missional church. Now get this, this is really good stuff. Are you ready? We are to be a missional church by calling, that's what we're reading in the scripture today, by nature... That's the sentness of God that becomes a part of our nature as we are sent and we go and we send. And choice. That's our choice. Are going to be sent or are we going to be kept? To be intentional, we have to choose. We have to choose to be sent ones. Clearly, Mission is something we do, but being missional is who we are. It's our very identity. Do you see the difference? I can do mission as an event um, or something I do once or twice. But being missional really talks about at the core who we are, our understanding of ourselves as followers of Jesus. Now, what does it mean to be missional? You've heard me say this many times, that we are to alert all people in all places to the rule and reign of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's what it means. And to alert means both to announce and to demonstrate. And so with action, with words, and with deed... We proclaim to all people in all places the rule and reign of God 
through Jesus Christ. Now, one of the reasons that we're averse to evangelism is because we think it requires boldness. And frankly, if you're going to practice a form or style of evangelism that maybe Billy Graham does or uh, Mary does in the in the video where she just walks up to people, that does require some boldness, doesn't it? But what I want to suggest to you today is that, that we can be missional in a way in which it doesn't require much boldness. Boldness is overrated. But instead, it requires courage. Courage just to be who you are. Courage to allow the Lord to use you as He created you. Uh, do you remember early on in Ephesians, Paul writes that, that God created good works beforehand that we might what? Walk in them? Just to have the courage to walk in the good works that, that God created beforehand. That's it. And of course, if God created you for that, He wants to empower you to do that. Does that make sense? Of course. It's good stuff. And so what we're talking about here is what's doable. What is doable? Now, I want to give you um, a tool or a concept that has to do with being missional. And it comes from a, a book written by Jim Henderson, okay? And in it, he identifies something called ordinary attempts. So let me tell you what an ordinary attempt is. An ordinary attempt is a free attention giveaway. It's intended to nudge people towards Jesus. So here, follow this. This is so good. Oh man, you're going to be so glad you came today. Because you can just do this ordinary attempt and practice this over and over and over again at school, at work, on the football field, at Fred Meyer, wherever you go. So instead of asking someone for time, attention, and interest, like Mary was doing in the video, that's one form of evangelism. An ordinary attempt does the opposite. It's we give people something. We give them our time, our attention, and our interest. It begins with listening with our ears rather than speaking with our mouth. We listen with our ears to people so we can find a place to enter into their life. To be a part of their life. And, and to be a part of our life, it means that we need to be real. It takes courage to be authentic. But authenticity is the only means through which Jesus can be seen in a Christian's life. And so we're just authentic. We look for opportunity to enter into people's lives and to share life with them. Just at a personal, relational level. We share life and we engage our community and we engage people without pretense or pressure. You see, the problem with evangelism, there's pretense and pressure. I have to stop this person, share the gospel, and they have to come and f- come to faith in Jesus Christ. And if they don't, somehow I failed. Right? Well, there's pretense for that relationship and there's pressure. What I'm trying to say is that you can do an ordinary attempt. You can nudge people towards Jesus just by being who God created you to be to do the work that He created beforehand that you would walk in it. Isn't that good news? It just starts by listening to people. And then being real and authentic. And then sharing life with them. 
Like evangelism, relationships are a process. And so is evangelism. So is being missional. I build a a relationship with someone and through my life as my life speaks in word and deed about the reality of who Jesus is, I'm nudging that person into an eternal relationship with a God who created them. That's an ordinary attempt. We need to reclaim our purpose and our calling. Um, Sometimes we think that's just left for the pastor or for the gifted person. We don't recognize that God wants to use us as we are, how we are, to make that difference. Our scripture in 1 Peter 2.9. Let's go back to that. There it is. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. And that that whole concept that we would be God's representatives on earth, where we are, how He created us, to the people that He's placed around us, to make ordinary attempts to nudge people towards Jesus, to listen with our ears, to be real and authentic, and to share life. As we think of the role of a priest, the priest represents God before people and represents people before God. Do you know that that's what he's calling us to do? That we represent God before people when we live for Christ, when our lives display his character and his nature, when we respond to people, when they see how we live our lives, when they see how we relate to them, when they see the fruit of the Spirit and the character of one who is, what, a Christ follower? And then listening, being ready and deliberate and intentional when the time comes to share why it is that we are that way. That we can represent God before people. And that we can represent people before God. That we can pray for them. We can intercede for them. We can help them along their spiritual journey. John Piper says this, and there's the quote. God made us who we are to show the world who He is. That's what it means to be missional. To fulfill that calling. God made us who we are to show the world who He is. Can we say that together? God made us who we are to show the world who He is. It's all about being missional. It's about pursuing Christ's priorities in the world right where God has placed us. It's something everyone can do. You and me. It's not the elephant in the room. Uh, Evangelism doesn't have to be the, the word that makes us feel guilty or afraid. But to be missional. To be who we are. So we can represent and show people who God is in the world. That's what God's called us to do. But if we're going to do that, we have to be firm in what we believe. 
We have to believe who Jesus is, the exalted Lord who gives the great commission to his followers. You know, through the centuries, Christians have have confessed that in a variety of ways. And, and you're familiar with one of those confessions that came early in the life of the church when the church was trying to define what they believed about Jesus because if they didn't get that right, nothing else would be right that followed. And so we have a, a variety of creeds and confessions that, that we share that link us to believers and followers of Christ through the centuries. And uh, today, Pastor Tyler wants to lead us in our confession of faith and, and who Jesus is. And, and hopefully that will remind us that, that He is God with us and He goes with us as He sends us.